0: أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرحيم. Surah T-Sabah is a Makki surah. And who were the people who were primarily being addressed in the surah? It was the deniers. It was those who rejected the Prophet And they didn't just reject him, they were opposing him. And for that opposition, they were bringing up different excuses, different justifications, different reasons. So as we see in these verses, all of their false excuses or their false accusations, they are being refuted. So one of the things that they claimed, as we can see in ayah number 35, the mushrikeen, they said, amwalan wa awlada," That we are more than the believers in terms of wealth and children. Meaning we have more money and we have more children. Meaning we are in the worldly sense much better off than the Prophet wasallam than the believers. So we must be doing something right and they must be doing something wrong. And we see that this understanding, this false understanding is something that's very common. That many times a person thinks that if he is healthy, if he's got money, if he's got worldly success, then he must be doing the right thing. And it's amazing how, if something goes wrong, something goes against our wishes, like for example, we fall ill, we hurt ourselves, instantly, what is it that we think? Allah must be very angry with me. Right? Or that this is a punishment for the wrong that I've done. Now, yes, sins do have consequences. But remember that every bad thing that happens... All right? We should not think negatively about Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. We should we should check ourselves because Allah does say in the Quran that whatever you suffer it's because of what your own hands have put forth. Right? This is minor punishment so that we wake up. But we should never think wrong about Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala that he hates me or that he doesn't like me. We should check ourselves. Right? So, we see that this false understanding is very common in people that if somebody's doing good in the worldly sense, they must be doing something right. Allah must be very happy with them. And this is what the mushrikeen said about themselves also that we are better off in terms of wealth, in terms of families, we must be doing something right, and these Muslims, they are wrong. So, their misunderstanding, their misconception is clarified over here that it is not because you are doing right, which is why you have wealth and children. It's because this is Allah's distribution. As clarified in ayah 36, that in رَبِّي wa yaqdir. That Allah extends provision for whomever He wills, and He restricts it. He gives it more to some, and less to others. And sometimes... At a certain time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give a person a lot of money and later on He will restrict it, He will limit it. Right? It fluctuates. Rizq fluctuates. Just like our health, it also fluctuates. And what's the reason? Lima yasha. It's Allah's will. Right? It's up to Him, it's His decision, this life is a test. But most people, know, but most people do not know. And then it is clarified that wama amwalukum, wala auladukum. It is neither your wealth nor is it your children billati at all which تُقَرِّبُكُمْ عِنْدَنَا زُلفًا. That draws you closer to us, meaning closer to Allah, in rank. It's not your wealth, it's not your children because of which you draw closer to Allah. What is it that brings you closer to Allah? إِلَّا مَنْ wa وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا It's Iman. It's the one who believes and does righteous deeds. So in other words, what draws us closer to Allah is faith and righteous action. Or the wealth and children of only this person can draw him closer to Allah. Because then wealth and children become a means of drawing even closer to Allah. فَأُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ جَزَاءُ بِمَا عملوا. Such people, they shall have double reward. Why? Because of what they have done. وَهُمْ فِي الْغُرُفَاتِ آمِنُونَ And they will be in the upper chambers, meaning in high lofty residences in paradise, living in peace and security without any fear. Now, what is this ayah showing us? That if we want to draw close to Allah, then we don't need to start accumulating money. You understand? What is it that we have to accumulate? The strength of Iman, right? We have to grow our Iman and we have to grow our righteous deeds. That is what we need to work on. If you think about it, when we look at the lives of the Prophets, for example, or even the Sahaba, we know that there are people who were given this honour of Radiallahu Anhum wa the companions, isn't it? And the Prophets are Right? They've been given this high honor, this high status by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah is pleased with them. They are pleased with Allah. Right? But if you think about it, when we look at the lives of the companions, do we see that they were very well off, extremely wealthy? Or that they had happy family lives? Not necessarily. Look at Aisha radullahu anha. Did she have children of her own? Did she? No. But why is it then that if we come across somebody who doesn't have children of their own, we think that, oh, she must have done something really wrong. It's as if she's being punished. We might not say it, but we think like that maybe. A thought like that might come in our minds. Or for example, if a person is having a difficult family life, maybe with their spouse, maybe with their parents, or maybe we find ourselves in a situation like that, we think that, Allah is very far from that person or that person is removed very far away from Allah. They are deprived of God's mercy. What does this ayah show us? That having money and children doesn't mean you're close to God. Having worldly gifts doesn't mean you are very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That you are very righteous. Worldly success is not a symbol of righteousness. Alright? What is a symbol of righteousness? What is a sign of righteousness? Iman and amal salih. Look at Zakaria alayhis salam. For the longest time he did not have a child. Isn't it? That his head was all white, right? And his voice was so weak that he made nida'an khafiyya. He did not have a child. So just because he did not have a child, does that mean that he was a bad person? Not at all. He was a prophet of Allah. Ibrahim a.s. He did not have children until he was very old. The Prophet All of his sons died in his life. Isn't it? When they were little. All of his sons died. So this is a misconception that many have that If I am receiving worldly gifts in this life, Allah must be very happy with me. And if I'm not getting the worldly success that I want, Allah must be very angry with me. No, we need to stop looking at our physical appearance and stop looking at the money that we're collecting. We need to start looking seriously at our deeds, at the state of our faith. Because that is what matters. Because no matter how much we collect and we accumulate in this life, remember, its worth near Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is lesser than what? Even the wing of a mosquito. Isn't it so? A dead mosquito. Does it have any worth near you? No. What about its wing? Does it have any worth near you? No. No. So this is the reality of this life. No matter how much we accumulate, it's gonna stay behind. What we're gonna take with us is iman and righteous deeds. And a person who leaves this world with iman and righteous deeds, then that person will find aman in the ghurufat of Jannah. Then that person will find peace and security in the lofty residences of paradise. وَالَّذِينَ And those people who Yasauna They strive fi ayatina in our verses, in fi as in against, they're striving against our verses. We learned earlier in the surah about how some people their goal is to lead people astray from the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we can see earlier in ayah number 31 onwards. Right? That how there are people whose goal is to mislead others, الَّذين استقبروا, الَّذين Right? in the night and the day they're just plotting and planning in order to mislead people from the way of Allah. And how is it that they do this? In ayah number 34 also it is mentioned, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِي قَرْيَةٍ إِلَّا قَالَ مُتْرَفُوهَا إِنَّا بِمَا أُرْسِلْتُمْ بِهِ كَافِرُونَ They openly deny Right, And then they come up with such arguments that, oh, we are better off in terms of wealth and children. We must be doing something right. You must be wrong. So all of this is basically striving effort. You know, they're putting in effort in order to refute the message of the Prophet and in order to mislead people from the right path. So such people who are striving to mislead people from the right path, muajizin muajizin Ones who are causing failure. Meaning ones who are trying to cause failure. Mu'ajizin is from? A'in jimzai. And mu'ajiz is one who's striving to make the other? ajiz, One who's trying to defeat another. One who's trying to overcome another. So their goal, they're striving in order to overcome, in order to cause failure to Allah's ayat. What kind of failure to Allah's ayat? Refuting them. All right. Ulaika. Allah says, such people, fil adabi, in the punishment, they shall be muhdaroon, ones who are brought. Meaning they will be brought to the punishment. Brought in order to remain. The word muhdaroon is a plural of muhdar. From the root letters, ha-dadra. Hadara. is to be present. And ihdar is to bring someone. To go fetch them. Bring them. You bring them why? So that they attend the gathering or they're present at that particular place. So this is إحضار. To go fetch someone, bring them, in order to present them somewhere. And Muhdar is one who has been fetched, one who has been brought. So أولئك في العذاب محضارون they will be brought to the punishment. Always presented. Never to be absent from it. So those people who neither believe themselves nor do they let others believe, what's going to happen to them? This will be their fate. Ulaika fil الْعَذَابِ مُحْضَرُونَ In Surah Al-Infitar, Ayah 14-16, to 16, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِنَّ الْفُجَّارَ لَفِي جَحِيمُ يَصْلَوْنَهَا يَوْمَ الدِّينَ وَمَا هُمْ عَنْهَا بِغَائِبِينَ They will never ever be absent from the punishment. قُلْ Say. Further clarification over here. Inna Rabbi, indeed my Lord, يَبْسُطُ الرِزْقَ, He extends provision, meaning He makes it abundant. For who? Liman for whomever He wills, min ibadihi from among His servants. It's His decision. He decides to make it abundant for some of His servants. وَيَقْدِرُ لَهُ And He restricts it for Him, meaning It's His decision. He also gives provision in very limited quantity to some other servants. So basically, the division of provision is entirely in the hands of who? In the hands of Allah. So the one who has been given a lot should never become arrogant. And the one who has been given less should also not feel depressed. Or should not feel less of himself. You understand? Because we give a lot of importance to Money and worldly status Right? We think somebody has worth If they have money Forget about somebody else Isn't that how we view ourselves also? That if we have money in our pocket We're feeling so confident Right? And if we don't have money Let's say one day you forget your lunch money And you're at school And everybody's buying pizza And you're the only one Who doesn't have money for pizza You don't know what to do You're trying to hide Why is it that we feel so bad for ourselves? Why? Because we think we will only have worth if we have money. Right? I mean, it's one thing if you're feeling hungry at that time, and you're feeling shy to ask somebody else, and you have no lunch, that's a different story. But if we're feeling less of ourselves just because we have less money, this is not right. Our worth is not determined by the dunya that we have. Because no matter how much we try, to get more money, we can only get as much as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow. So never feel overconfident or underconfident because you have more money or less money. Never. This is Allah's decision. And then, وَمَا أَنفَقْتُمْ And whatever you spend, min shayin of anything, فَهُوَ يُخْلِفُهُ فَهُوَ then he, يُخْلِفُهُ He compensates it. The word yuchlifu is very interesting. It's from Khalamfa, right? And Ikhlaf is to send after, to bring behind. Meaning one thing goes and another comes in its place. Adam alayhi was called Khalifa, right? Because this is what human beings are on this planet, Khalifa. How? That one generation after another in succession. One will go, the other will come. So Fahwa Yuchlifuhu, what does it mean? You spend something. It goes away from you. Your hands are empty right now. But don't worry. Allah will fill it with something else. Right? When something goes, another will come and take its place. Isn't it so? I mean, if you think about it, even if you have no money in your hand, for example, you've still got air. Do you get it? I mean, there's no vacuum. There's nothing such as nothing. Because even if there's no thing there's still something. And what is that something? Even if it's air, and if that air is not there, what's going to happen to a balloon? For example, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's going to shrink. It's going to pop. Isn't it? So if you think about it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this world in such an amazing way that if one thing goes, another will definitely take its place. If you look at forests, you know, islands, any any place in this world one creature or one species goes away, and what takes over? What takes over? Another. Isn't it? It's amazing how, if there was a shipwreck, maybe let's say a hundred years ago, and now you go look at that ship, in the depths of the water, what will you find? That it's basically covered in? huh, Coral or, or sea life basically. Isn't it? So, we think that if something has gone from our hands, now we've got nothing left. No It's not that your hands are empty now Allah will put something else over there He will give you something else in its place Yes Subhanallah Right? One person leaves the world One person dies And what happens?
1: What happens? Another is born There is this quote I heard by a scholar I can't remember who it was but um, he was saying how terrible our friends are, the and the dinar. They only bring you benefit once they leave you. So you're only gaining something out of your money once you have to give it away. Yes. Right. That you have to part
0: with it in order to get something else in its place. So, وَمَا أَنْفَقْتُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَهُوَ يُخْلِفُهُ وَهُوَ, and he is, meaning Allah is, خَيْرُ raziqin the best of the providers. al raziqin is a plural of? Raziq who is Raziq one who provides one who gives right so there are many who give in the sense that our parents right your parents give you maybe your friends give you maybe your grandparents give you right your aunts and uncles they give you lucky you if you have so many relatives especially on eid day right you get rizq from different people isn't it Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He is the best of the providers. Meaning of all those who can give, Allah is the one who is the best of them all. How? How is He the best of all those who can give? Because He never leaves you empty-handed. He never leaves you without rizq. If you think about it, every moment of our lives, whether we are sleeping or we are awake, we are constantly consuming, we're constantly taking in. Isn't it? We're taking in what? Air, for instance. Our skin is taking in vitamin D. Right? There's so much risk that our body is absorbing. Information, knowledge is also risk, Isn't it? We're constantly consuming, consuming, taking, taking. And who is the one who's constantly giving? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Have you heard stories of maybe men who have their families, but they don't give the wife or the children even a single dollar, maybe? We've all heard of such stories, right? That the family doesn't know where the money comes from, where it goes. He just takes his money and he uses it himself. It happens. People do that. Even though they know it's their responsibility to provide for their families, but they don't. They refuse. They will go spend it on something else, but they will not spend on their families. Does that make them a good provider? Not at all. And sometimes what happens, that for instance parents, they want to give, but what can they give if they don't have? Right? They say that we would love to support you, but we just don't have. We don't have it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of providers because He is the richest, He is the most generous, and He is constantly giving. Constantly. Like in hadith we learned that Yadullahi Mal'a, that Allah's hands are full. Look at how much He has spent from the beginning of this creation. If you think about it, in your life, I mean personally, you yourself, how much money do you think you have spent since you were born? From your own hand. Maybe even as a child you bought something, you purchased something, right? How much have we spent? Even though we might not be those who earn, but we are constantly spending. We're constantly using, taking in. And who's giving us? Who's providing us? Allah, huwa خَيْرُ raziqin. So in this ayah, what is being said? That Allah gives provision. This is His decision. To some He gives more, to others He gives less. And rizq is something that fluctuates based on Allah's wisdom. But one thing you can know and you can be sure about is that if you give anything, Allah will replace it. He will compensate it. Now this spending, what is it referring to? Any spending. Whether it is for worldly reasons or of course for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why the Prophet Wasallam said that Ma نقصت صداقت من Charity does not in any way decrease money. Giving charity does not decrease wealth at all. I mean, apparently, it seems as if money is being reduced. Right? It's diminishing. You're running out of it. But giving charity, the Prophet ﷺ said, it doesn't reduce wealth. Why? Because Allah says, وَمَا أَنفَقْتُم مِّن شَيْءٍ فَهُوَ يُخْلِفُ You give it, Allah will give you more. The Prophet ﷺ also told us that Allah says that, O oh son of Adam, spend and I will spend on you. Give... So that you can be given. Give, meaning pass on what you have, so that you can take more. Because if you think about it, we have a limited capacity, isn't it? Like for example, your bag, does it have a limited capacity? It does. Your hands, do they have a limited capacity? They do. Right? Your house, does it have a limited capacity? it does so if you want to bring new furniture in can you fit the old and the new everything in one place I mean you could try but then it's more like a storage place and not really a house not really a living room right in order to get more what do you have to do what do you have to do let go of what you already have because if you don't let go of it you don't have space to take more But the thing is we are very greedy. We are very greedy. We don't want to let go of what we have and we want to have more of what we don't have. Which is why sometimes we will have clothes that are never worn but they're still hanging in the closet. You know, recently I saw somewhere that at the beginning of the new year hang all of your clothes in the closet backwards. Alright, backwards. And then whatever you wear when you hang it back, hang it you know with the hanger straight all right by the end of the year you'll know what is it that you did not wear at all if you didn't wear it for the whole year that means you don't need it so give it away you understand and really if you think about it how many things we have that we don't even use but we don't part with them and allah says you give it then you'll get more give it make space and then you will get more so this is why we need to keep giving in order to keep receiving. The Prophet ﷺ said to Bilal رضي anhu عنه Bilal O Bilal, spend. Spend and do not fear poverty from the owner of the throne. If you're spending for Allah, who is Allah? The owner of the great throne. He's the king, the king of all. Right? He's the owner of all. So if you're giving something for his sake, why are you fearing poverty? He won't let you be poor. And it's amazing, the Prophet ﷺ is giving this advice to who? Bilal رضي الله عنه. And who was Bilal رضي الله عنه? Someone who inherited a lot of property from his father? Who was he? He was a slave. Right? He was someone who had been set free by Abu Bakr رضي الله عنه. Abu Bakr الله bought him and set him free. So even Bilal رضي الله عنه, the Prophet الله told him, "Spend." In another hadith, we learn the Prophet said to Asma رضي الله عنها, "Spend and do not calculate," meaning do not keep counting what you have. Or otherwise, Allah will also calculate in your case, meaning He will also give you in limited quantities. Ibn Abbas رضي Anhu. He explained this part of the ayah that anything you spend will be replaced by him and he is the best of providers. He said that he gives without extravagance or stinginess. Hmm? Meaning he's with the best of providers because he gives you exactly what you need. He gives you exactly what you need. Has this ever happened with you that you get exactly what you need? Not more, not less? Any experience? Yes. I was really
2: sleepy one morning and I needed to grab a coffee before going to school. I was like... Coffee before school. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really check my bank card and stuff. So I asked for a small coffee and I wasn't sure how much there was on my card. But I knew there was like around a dollar maybe. (laughs) And then
0: Alhamdulillah it turned out that I had enough for a coffee. Alhamdulillah. It's amazing, especially when you're buying coffee or something like that, and you realize you've got just enough.
1: Right? Go ahead. So I've noticed in myself, whenever I count my money, I always happen to somehow run out of it. But when I don't count, I don't know how much I have. So I don't spend on stuff. And I happen to have a lot more than I expected. Alhamdulillah. Yes. Over there. For commute, I have to use the Presto card a lot. And the worst part about it is that is I never check how much money I actually have left in it. So there's a lot of times where I get stranded in the bus stop because there's not enough money on my card. But alhamdulillah, like, I found so many times where I'm like, I keep thinking to myself, okay, I have to fill it up this weekend, I have to fill it up. And like it's the last Friday before the weekend, and I'm worried that, okay, I won't have enough money. But it turns out to be just enough or like just enough that I can get home to be able to fill it up for the rest of the week.
0: Alhamdulillah. And definitely what's being encouraged over here is that spending on others is something that will bring us more risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He is the best of providers. Go ahead.
3: I yeah. just remember last week uh, one of the sisters giving a gift to another sister. She doesn't know, but she just wants a gift. So after the next break, another sister came. I was there. So she gave a gift back. They said, okay, this is for you. They said, Why? This is why I keep this one since it but didn't see you. I just saw you now, and I just gave them. And, and she's, uh, she's telling me, I don't even give that much away, but she got the back. She said, it's almost like a huge one.
2: Yeah.
3: I it, mean, right away. It's yeah. not even the same times, nothing, right away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will do it for you if you take it, give it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. will not the same day difference way, not maybe in the gift, yeah. but inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give it to you. Yeah.
0: And then you receive from Allah what you are in need of. Right? We keep holding on to things that we are not in need of. Others are in need of, but we don't give them out of fear that we will have less. But once you let go, you give it, you receive from the best provider what you need.
3: Bismillah, I remember once one of my uh, relatives uh, Somehow she just get offended by me I, I don't know why And then I, I thought about it And then I said I'll give her a gift And I give her a gift And she was happy And we are happy, alhamdulillah
0: Fifteen days, every day everybody give me the gift I don't know why Fifteen days? Fifteen days after quwwata illa Subhanallah Over there
2: Assalamu <laughs> alaikum. Uh, my mother once told me this story. Her and my father, they went to this event or conference and they both had enough for maybe that week. And they were uh, they had my older brother and he was a baby. So they both had $50 and the, at the conference they had the men and women separated. So when there was charity going on and they both gave in charity the same amount that they had. And then when they came out, they both discovered that they didn't have Money at all Left And And then when they went home They didn't have enough money for milk My brother So subhanAllah My mom went And she picked up the mail And she found a check From the okay, she Tax got the check to return okay. Yes okay. And subhanAllah Like They're worrying uh, Because they gave in charity Both of them at the same time That they won't have enough For my brother's milk And Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Gave them the same day Yes this is
0: amazing you get it on that same day over there aksa As-salamu
2: alaykum. um so this past ramadan uh, we went for umrah and uh, we were praying tarawih and uh, my mom recently had a root canal so after iftar it was really bothering her that she had something stuck in her tooth and uh, you know she was asking for anything like uh, so that she can like take it out right and uh, we were like after I think it was the fourth rakah And we were like in the front, outside Masjid Nabawi. And everyone was passing by. So many people passing by. And out of nowhere, when my mom goes in Sajda, she finds a toothpick right in front of her. <laughs> Even though it's like such a small thing, she found like, really, she was in need of it. So subhanAllah. And then uh, same thing happened. Like we were on a flight. And we didn't have a pen. And we had to fill out a form. And then we found a pen like right on the floor. <laughs> like
4: yeah. amazing, Amazing.
0: Right? I mean there are numerous examples If we reflect on our lives Really we will find numerous examples Of how we receive From apparently nowhere Something that we were desperately in need of At that time, at that place And no one would know of our need Except for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Because sometimes you're not even able to express your need You yourself don't know what you are in need of But Allah makes a way He sends you what you need at that time
2: Yes. So um, one day we went to a charity event and uh, subhanAllah, we gave a lot of money, alhamdulillah. We didn't have that much. But then we gave some and then the other day we went to a conference. We have a home-based business. And subhanAllah, we got double of that. It was just surprising because Allah subhanAllah, taala He provides whoever He wants. So it's even if you don't have, you should just give. Give, yes. give, give. And Allah subhanAllah will give you double. Yes. Yes.
0: Right? Because That's really important. Exactly. Because we excuse ourselves... By telling ourselves that, you know, it's okay for me to not give because I don't have much to begin with. I don't make money, I don't get my own paycheck, my husband doesn't really give me a lot of money, I have so many expenses, if I give, I'll have nothing left. And you know what, looking after yourself is also, you know, a responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given. You know, we come up with a whole list of justifications. But, you know, this hadith that the Prophet ﷺ is telling, Bilal radhiallahu anhu, spend. If he was encouraged to spend, then what about
2: us? alaikum.
0: <laughs> Allah gives you back, but He may not give it to you the way you expect Him differently. For example, for me, I always go Friday to jamaat to the mosque near us, and and I come here this mosque, and after class I go another mosque. Acha. So for me, while I decided any day that I'm going to the mosque, I get something for the mosque. Maybe when I'm shopping, I buy something little bit tissue, whatever doesn't matter. So for me now, I get gift from Allah that I remember every time. Oh, tomorrow is Friday and Saturday, so what are you planning? So I may check my house, or I may buy from the store. So for me, every Friday and Saturday, I know I'm putting something for Akhirah, and that is the best gift can, you can get. Exactly. I mean, if you think about it, if in this world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yukhlifuhu, He doesn't leave you empty-handed, He doesn't deprive you, then what do you expect from Allah in the hereafter? As-salamu alaykum. So I've been for a few weeks. It's the story of a
2: few weeks ago. For a whole week, I was craving this one dish, and I was this one day. I was getting really late to go somewhere, so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna run to the restaurant, grab that thing, and then go. But once I got on the highway, literally it was so busy that we were going on like a uh, 25, that was speed. So I decided to get off the next exit. When I did that, on the exit, the light was red. And this man was standing basically begging, right? And I looked for my purse. I didn't find any money. So I had that food on hand and I just gave it to him. And I was thinking afterwards that how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made me get out of my house, do, go through all of that, just to be at that point in time to give that man food. And maybe he prayed for it. I, we never know, right?
3: <laughs> it just that that means that...
0: Allah gives to those who ask him and also those who don't ask him.
3: Giving in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we should be very happy. This is a blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to give us the ability or give us the tawfiq we can give them. Believe me, there's a lot of people, they want to give them, but they don't have the tawfiq to give them. They might be deciding in the morning, I'll give them, but the day coming or passing, they will go back and they don't give them. So giving, this is a great blessing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be multiplied back, give it to us, but to give someone some things... We should be grateful for that and we should keep giving away so that's why Allah Wa Ta'ala gave us the tafiq to give the ability we can
1: give them the instant yes. the wage.
0: It's a privilege to have the, the chance and the ability to give.
1: Okay. Over there. By giving, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also takes away a lot of bad things that are about to happen to us. I have an example of someone I know who she spent, uh, there was a charity event for a masjid, and she went and she, mashallah, she spent a lot. The week right after, she felt a pain in her chest, and subhanAllah, because of that, she was able to get diagnosed with cancer. But subhanAllah, wa she was telling the story, and she was there's a type that doesn't normally show itself. And it was already at a later stage, and so if she hadn't found out, it would have completely taken over, and she would have, SubhanAllah, passed away from it. But because of her spending that weekend, that same week, she found out and she went to the doctor to get it checked. And subhanAllah, she was able to get treatment for it. So it saved her in that sense as well.
0: Definitely, charity repels evil. Right? There's numerous benefits in this life and the next. Alright. وَهُوَ <laughs> خَيْرُ raziqin. He is the best of those who provide. So this means whenever we want something, who do we ask? Allah وَيَوْمَ يَحْشُرُهُمْ And the day that He will gather them jamiran, all together ثُمَّ يَقُولُ <لِلْمَلَائِكَة> Then He will say to the angels Ahaulai, Is it these people who إِيَّاكُمْ You كَانُوا يَعْبُدُونَ They used to worship Is it these people Who used to worship you This will happen when? On the Day of Judgment Allah will ask the angels that these people, did they worship you? If you notice over here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not asking the criminals, did you worship the angels? Rather, it is the angels who are being asked that did these people worship you? Now, remember that some mushrikeen, they used to worship the angels. They used to think that the angels are Allah's daughters, na'udhu billah, and they had made some idols in the form of angels also. And if you see, in various traditions, angels are worshipped, right? And amongst Muslims also, it is said that many times when Muslims will make dua, they will ask Allah through the wasila of Jibreel, for example, right? Or they will ask through the angels. Or when they're sacrificing an animal, they will mention the name of Jibreel or something. This is also a form of shirk. Because every act of worship should exclusively be for who? for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so Allah will not ask the criminals that day rather He will ask who? the angels that did these people used to worship you qalu the angels will say subhanaka exalted are you you are perfect O Allah meaning you do not have any partner no one deserves to be worshipped except you all glory is for who? for you alone anta yuna, you are our wali Min dunihim besides them, other than them, meaning these people who worshipped us, they're not our friends. Our friend is Allah. Anta waliyuna min So basically, the angels will say that there are no bonds of association between us and these people. Balkanu. Rather they used to, al-jinn, they used to worship the jinn. The jinn as in the shayateen. Aktharohum, most of them, meaning most of these people, be him with them, meaning with the jinn, shaytan, mu'minun, ones who believe. Meaning majority of these people actually believed in the shaytan, they followed shaytan, they worshipped shaytan. And this is true. Shaytan has made idol worship attractive to people. And the people who worship any idol, alright, whether it is in the form of an angel or any, any being besides Allah, in reality, who is it that they're obeying? Who is it that they're worshipping? Shaytan. And some people, openly they worship the devil, they're devil worshippers. And then there are others who are worshipping others, but in reality they're worshipping the devil in surah an-nisa ayah 117 also allah says min illa inatha wa illa shaytanan marida they're only calling upon these female deities that they have made and in reality they're only calling upon shaitan. Meaning they're only worshipping shaitan. so today meaning this day the day of judgment la liku. He will not have the power. بَعْضُكُمْ Some of you, Libaldin For others, Nafan Any benefit. Meaning on the Day of Judgment, it will be said that today, none of you can help another. None of you has the power to benefit another. وَلَا ضَرَّ nor any harm. نَفْعًا wala ضَرَّ You can neither benefit each other nor can you harm each other. No one will come to your aid. وَنَقُولُ And we shall say لِلَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا To those who did wrong. And what is this ظُلْم? شِرْك What will be said to them? ذُوْقُوا Taste عَذَابَ النَّار The punishment of the fire أَلَّتِي كُنْتُمْ بِهَا تُكَذِّبُونَ Which you used to deny. All your life you were in denial of it. Today you cannot deny it. And today you cannot even defend yourself or try to rescue or try to get away from here. No one can come to your aid. We will listen to the
4: recitation. <laughs> we يَحْشُرُهُمْ جَمِيعاً ثُمَّ يَقُولُ لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ the ones كَانُوا يَعْبُدُونَ قَالُوا سُبْحَانَكَ أَنْتَ وَلِيُّنَا مِنْ دُونِهِمْ بَلْ كَانُوا يَعْبُدُونَ الجن أَذَرُهُم بِهِم مُؤْمِنُونَ فَالْيَوْمَ لَا يَمْلِكُ بَعْضُكُمْ لِبَعْضٍ مَفْعُوَلٌ وَلَا ضَرَّوْنَ وَنَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا ذُوَقُ وَنَقُولُ لِلَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا ذُوَقُ عذاباً النَّارِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ بها تكذبون